Hi, and welcome to the Cosmic Cafe, the companion podcast to thecosmiccircus.com, your source for nerdy news, reviews, and more. I'm Isla Ruby, and we have such an interesting episode for you today if you like dinosaurs and prehistoric creatures. We're talking with executive producer Mike Gunton and showrunner Tim Walker from Apple TV Plus's new show, Prehistoric Planet 2. Without further ado, here's our interview. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Isla. It's, it's nice to meet you. Hi, Isla. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, you both and also about uh, Prehistoric Planet 2? About ourselves? Yeah. Or what we do? Yeah, okay. Um, well, we're, we're both filmmakers, wildlife filmmakers. Um, I'm, my, my name is Mike Gunter. I'm the creative director of the Natural History Institute, and I'm executive producer on this series. And um, loving every minute of it. Uh, and I'm Tim Walker, and... Um, I've got the very enviable um, task of, of helping to turn Mike's vision into reality and, uh, and work with John Favreau and Hans Zimmer and Sir David and all the wonderful artists at MPC to create the CGI dinosaurs. Um, uh, we're lovely seeing it. And, um, and you know that, I mean, have you seen the series? Do you, I mean, you know what we're doing, I guess. Yes, I, I have. Nutshell, yeah. Yes. So you, you know in a nutshell what we're basically doing is making a wildlife series 66 million years ago. It just happens to have dinosaurs in it rather than lions and elephants and tigers. So it's, it should feel like watching Planet Earth, but with a different cast of characters. So everything about it should have that same feel and that same emotion, that same, the tropes that you find in those kind of shows and the same experience. Hopefully you feel connected to these animals as if they, you know, you're with them watching them. That's, that's our approach. I was amazed by... Um... It, even just in the first episode, the mammal, um, I think it was, I'm, I'm going to mess this name up, probably the um, Adelatherium. Just, I felt yeah. so much for her. And just, yeah. you know, I think you guys Perfect. have done such a great job. Um, and I actually, I wanted to talk about her too. Um, so, you know, you've got other animals besides just dinosaurs in this season, right? There's like more, um, <laughs> I guess, more animals from the ecosystem. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's different than the first season. It is, yeah. I mean, one of the things we're very keen to to bring to this new season was uh, was new dinosaurs, new habitats, and new characters. So we've introduced about twenty five new characters into this new season since the first one. Um, about fifteen of them are dinos- dinosaurs, but we've then expanded the the universe, so to speak. You know, we're painting a picture of the prehistoric planet as being very diverse, very rich, rich, and so. We brought the mammals in. Who knew mammals were around at the same time as dinosaurs? I mean, we did, but I think lots of the general public don't realise they thought the mm-hmm. dinosaurs got wiped out, then the mammals came along. Mammals have been around for ages, <laughs> almost about the same time as dinosaurs, but they were generally small. It's only yeah. in the latter stages they started to get big. And then we bring fish in for storylines and birds and other reptiles. And um, it's just all part of painting this very rich world, which is building on what we saw in season one. Now the episode with with the fish, I think that was called Oceans. Was that it was either three or four, and that was just stunning and and really cool. Um, it was it was I think my favorite. What about uh, for both of you? Was there a favorite episode that you worked on? Was there something really um, interesting for you that like just really grabbed your attention out of all the? Biomes? I think it's hard to choose a favorite episode actually because they they've all got something so gratifying about them. 
Um, I think the oceans one is an interesting one. It's a ch very challenging one, technically. That was a hard one to do. Um, and also, you know, it has some very positives, which is that it's all, it is one, it is one quite um, unified habitat, but that's also its challenge. It's just one unified habitat. So, you know, you don't get, you don't necessarily get the variety, but very, great, great. I I think I, no, I can't even say what my favorite is because one of one of my, uh, my colleagues will kill me, but <laughs> they, they've all got moments, which I think are uh, uh, outstanding. So I could choose a moment rather than a, an episode, perhaps. What's your moment then? What's your favourite moment? Well, well, I think it would be that. I think it is the opening. I think that's hard. But no, okay. I think what our tour de force in the in the series is the opening sequence of um, the North America show, which is the last show in the episode in the in the series. And the reason for that is because it's it's got super characters in it. It's got a massive sauropod. It's got a T Rex. It's got a two. Uh, massive pterosaurs and it's even got a little b character it actually has a little bit of com comedy to it but it but it's a story that feels so authentic because it it feels to me like that's what would have happened we would have not we wouldn't have filmed that we wouldn't have known that would happen but we would have been filming those sauropods on their migration and that would be the story we were filming and then this happened and you think forget the migration story let's concentrate on this so it feels very much like found footage as if we genuinely were there when this extraordinary thing happened and you go with it. And it feels like it's filmed in that way. The storytelling develops in that way. And it's the sort of sequence that if you were, if we were making Planet Earth today and you got that, you'd say, that's an opening sequence. So, you know, that's why I like that one. Yeah, and I, 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 I'd say that, you know, I, I've got two kids and I'm never allowed to have a favorite child. <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit the same with the, the, the episodes. I can't have a favorite episode, but I can have a favorite sequence like Mike. And I think, one of them is definitely the Pachycephalosaur sequence in the Swamps episode, where we see the, the dome-headed uh, uh, bipedal dinosaurs that, that bash together. And uh, there's a, a male trying to exert his dominance across a group. I think it's a wonderful bit of science because, you know, the science behind the domed skull is something that we looked into a lot during the making of the series. And uh, those skulls were like 30 centimetres thick. And... Uh, and we found out a lot about what they would have been used for. It's beautifully filmed as well. It's a great bit of storytelling. So. And the, 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 one of the things that's so extraordinary about the animation here, of course, all the, all the kind of obvious bits of animation about how they move and how they fight and all the rest of it, that's all extraordinary. But what, what these guys have done that I think speaks to what Tim is saying as well is that you look into the eyes, you, 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 there's a moment where you think, I know what that... Mm -hmm. That Paki Kepasaur is thinking, that male is thinking, am I going to win this or not? Am I going to get, is this going to, am I going to die if I do this? And to be able to, to create that empathy mm -hmm. in a creature that's made in a computer is, is, is genius for those people. And I, I think that that's one of the things that, I don't think, it, I don't think that's been done before at that, that level of empathetic connection with these creatures. And that's partly our, the stories, but it's also that astonishing, uh, skill in the animation there's a lot um it, it seemed like there was a lot different as well with the um like the technical parts of the filmmaking like there was um there was night vision i think there was um heat heat vision i'm, I'm maybe i'm yeah. conflating the yeah, two, that's, but... yeah that's right yeah so what um can you talk about like the decisions to to bring those into um into play like what why that why yeah why did we do, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's with any any sequel, you know. So when you when you when people first saw Planet Earth, there was then an expectation that Planet Earth Two, the sequel, would push the boundaries of filmmaking. 
and, and in terms of the behavior and what have you, we followed the same ethos. So season one laid the benchmark and then we pushed the boundaries to incorporate different filming techniques. So we see thermal imaging, like you say, we see night vision. And, you know, some of the night vision cameras that we use today can make nighttime look like daytime, basically. And so we followed the same rationale there. We've introduced a lot more slow motion, so you can see fine detail in some of the action. And we're taking the camera closer, literally closer, in terms of seeing a lot more close-ups of the animals. Um, so what... I mean, it, is, it is like art following... I mean, it's a very weird... This whole process has been quite a bit of a mess <laughs> with your head, really, because it is like art following life. Because... As Tim said, that's exactly what would happen when we make a planet Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, new new technology would appear, which we then push the boundaries with, and that that also happened in in this because we were able to technically use that tech. So we probably couldn't. We probably didn't have the technical skills on Series One to be able to recreate a thermal camera or an ultra high mm -hmm. speed camera or a night vision camera. So. Weirdly, we're we're both copying that 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 sort of evolution you we've seen in the real world, but actually it is a true evolution as well. So, no wonder we're all kind of going to have to have a big holiday when this is over because our heads <laughs> are all going to a point. <laughs> and I think this might be my last question, but um, so what do you want folks to take away from you know from watching this um, mini series event? Because like, what would be your ideal for them to walk away, you know, thinking and feeling after? after it and also are there plans for a third one well, we I, 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 I was just gonna say I, I would love people to be as excited by the the long lost prehistoric world as we are you know and and i think people are i think that everybody loves the prehistoric prehistoric world when they're a child and it's still there lurking in the background we just need to pull it out of them that they're not that these were extraordinary animals, not mon not monsters. That that world was utterly full of life and has huge parallels to the world we live in today. And that is a thought provoking thing to do to think about, to stand and look look back in time, but also look at ourselves, look at life today. You know, we we are a tiny blink of an eye in the history of our planet, and that's a quite a thought provoking thing to do thank you both very much this has been wonderful talking with you um and thank you to everyone else as well thank you for listening you can find the companion article for this podcast along with all the other news for those who like superheroes science fiction and fantasy films tv shows and other media at thecosmiccircus.com have a great day